All right, all right, all right. Good day, good day. Welcome back to the Weedle Boys podcast. I'm here with the sexy and talented Italian, Salvatore Mancini. What's popping, baby? How you doing? Uh, not too bad, bro. Um, mentally a little fucked up because we got fucking slammed. But like, aside from that, dude, life's good. Life is good. All right. Well, today's a... Well, this is kind of put together at the last minute possible. Nah, As you can tell, it's uh, it's Thursday. Um, Wednesday came a little fast. Um, Hello, fast, Sal's been, bro. Sal's been grinding away, and I've been on productivity level a thousand, trying to get shit done here. I've left my setup in three days. Damn. I haven't slept. Haven't eaten. Haven't sat up from my setup in three days. Have, you haven't even went to go like poop or something? Nope. I have a baggie next to me. <laughs> no, people are gonna believe that. Yeah, I'm trolling. Yeah, I would have been careful with that. People are definitely going to believe that. All right, I got the stream open. All righty. So today we're going to be talking about Vanguard. Guarding the van. Yeah, guarding the van. As you know, Sledgehammer Games' newest release, uh, Call of Duty, Guarding of the Van, was released just under a week ago. I haven't played the game yet, but we have the talented Italian, Salvatore Mancini, over here playing with all the heroics boys. have been grinding it. A lot. And uh, today, we're going to be kind of just talking about the initial release. Uh, hopefully, getting into some CDL topics. Basically, how I'm going to go about it is I'm going to ask you some pretty open-ended questions to start with. Uh, just about the game as a general thing. And then we'll kind of go into some more detailed things, and then we'll switch over to the CDL. All right. Check it. We notice you, man. Oh, my God. It's my favorite fucking podcast ever. Notice me, senpai. Uh, you've been noticed. I love you. You've been noticed. All right. So, you ready to get this shit into it? I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Let's get into the, the nitty-gritty. <clears throat> Alright, so first up is the open-ended questions. Um, first thing is, do you enjoy the game? Yeah, actually. Uh, this game is... I'm having more fun in this game. If you took the MW season, the Cold War season, and put them together... Um, yeah. You took you both like of those games together. I like combined? both of them combined. This game... I Alright, so... Game's really fun. Okay. It's got its problems, just like every other game does. Yeah, well, but like fucking Call of Duty doesn't. There's a lot of problems. Like I could go on and on about the problems currently in the game. We'll get into that, I promise. Alright. But I mean yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's a game that I think it's peaked it's uh definitely brought a lot of passion back from all the homies and seeing all the homies in court again and everybody gaming, it's been uh it's it's been great. I mean when do we ever see this? Like, my court is packed with people now. Uh, we haven't seen that in fucking over a year. So, you know, I'm happy yeah, to see was, it. That was insane just seeing, like, more than nine people yeah. in a fucking court at a time. It was, like, the most popular in our court has been in a while. So, that is pretty awesome to see. And I'm glad that um, you and the boys are having fun. I don't know when I'm going to get the game yet because I got a lot of shit to take care of. Yeah, dude, you got to focus on you first, of course. Uh, that's That's always numero uno. Okay, so, as you said, enjoying the game. Um, what has improved since last year's game with this release? Um, I, honestly, I think that a lot of people are having a lot of fun in this game because of we're like on a totally different game from Cold War. Um, 
Another thing, we're on the MW engine, and a lot of people in Cold War said MW is better than Cold War. I would agree that is the same case. Yeah. Um, and we're now on the MW engine. It literally feels like MW with World War II guns. Uh, I had a lot of fun in MW. I was pretty fucking good at MW. Um, time to kill is faster than Cold War. Uh, sometimes it's it slower. But sometimes it's slower. But I mean, overall, I, I just think this game is like overall better. I, I'll say that if you take Cold War maps and take away the OG maps, the ones that they brought in, um, and then you take the Cold or the Vanguard maps and put them side by side, I think Vanguard wins that category. I think Vanguard's maps aren't great. Their maps kind of suck. But Really? Yeah, Cold War's maps were fucking horrid. Cold War's maps were horrid. I heard Cold Vanguard's War's best maps. Better. Yeah, the, I think they're better than Cold War's. But the thing is, is Cold War's best maps were the OG maps that got brought back. So that's not a fucking tough competition. Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat. Now, yeah, I, I think the maps are slightly better. Um, I think the way the game plays is a lot better. Okay. I think this game is a game like Cold War. You couldn't Cold War. You couldn't really slow down and pick up the pace. You had to play at the same pace almost the whole time. I mean, you could slow it down and pick it back up, but it was harder to. Like, MW, you can, slow that, you can slow the pace down to whatever you want to play to and speed it up within a split second. Like, if you're playing hardpoint, you can pick up a pace for one hill, slow it back down for the next. Uh, that's, again, this game is just like that. I think Cold War was a lot of go, go, go. Uh, slide out, yeah, chow, Cold slide War out, was chow. Really, it was weird because Cold War... So, when people were bitching about uh, Modern Warfare, like being a lot slower than games past, right? Like, because a lot of people were able to control that sense of movement. Like, you can't just run around with no, like, without your feet sounding like a fucking anchor hitting the ground every fucking way. Yeah. Without your dead silence. Per- dead silence allows you to improve the speed of things and kind of move, move, move. Um, I don't, I didn't play a lot of Respawn, so I don't remember exactly how, like, fast moving it was, but it did seem pretty, like, switch paced. Like, it, you never, you had to keep on your toes, otherwise you're going to lose fights. Cold War seemed like they, you know, in the early days of MW, people were bitching about it. And then Cold War was like, all right, fuck it. We'll just make it all extremely fast because apparently that's the way that people like to play. Because, you know, people who like AW, AW was a super fast game in terms of respawn. respawn. S&D was a little quick, not like extremely, but it was a pretty quick uh, game mode. But it, it seems like they were trying to bring back to the roots and they failed miserably in that sense. Yeah, I, th- I think Cold War had all the intangibles of being a good game and they just fucked it up. Treyarch definitely lacked on that one. <clears throat> Which is shocking because Treyarch is usually very good at what they do. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think Treyarch had, like, the foundation of this game could have been so much better than it was. I feel like there was just a lot of things that just didn't make sense for it to be in the game. Um, I feel like the things didn't really change too much. I feel like there could have been, you know, metas, once the metas were set, they, I don't even remember them really touching it that much. Dax and 4 always stayed fucking ridiculous. But didn't it get GA'd in pro? It got GA'd. It got nerfed and yeah. GA'd, but uh, its nerf was still fucking disgusting. Yeah, like, it was still absolutely, bur- I used it in fucking CDO all the time, and it was, like, still ridiculous. Once the metas were set, they barely even touched those guns, and I just feel like... They kind of focused with the integration of Cold War to um, Warzone way more than the actual multiplayer aspect of the game. Yeah, 100%. I think they took a lot of time towards Warzone. Uh, another thing is they catered... Cold War is very catered to noobs. Very. Mm. Even more so than Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare was pretty bad whenever 
And this is just like MW. Like MW is pretty catered was catered to noobs. Um, this game is pretty catered to noobs. But Cold War easily was like fucking everything was put put in their favor. Um, were shotguns used a lot in pubs? I didn't play pubs that much last year. Yeah. Uh Yes and no, not really. Um, because they were GA'd in CDL, right? Yeah, they're always GA'd. Um, trying to think what the shotguns were last year. Weren't the shotguns last year? Secondaries? I thought they were secondaries. They were ass last year. The shotguns were absolute ass last year, which is a an aspect that I like. If you yeah, sh- if you make your shotgun shit, then nobody's gonna fucking use it in pubs, which ruins your pubs. Um, this year a lot of people like if you play DOS House, you people will sit there with a the flame shotgun and sprint from one side of the map to the other and just chain kills together. You can put a thirty eight round mag on it and just sprint through the map, just That seems annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that'll get that'll get fucking nerfed. Although Modern Warfare said they were gonna do something about the seven two five and they never fucking did. That gun yeah. is still broken to this day. But um yeah, no, I it's I don't know. Cold War had I just I think Cold War had a lot more promise and it fumbled. I think that's why it was so bad, because of how the how much promise it had. It had so much promise. We had a Treyarch game, everybody's excited, and they, they just dropped the ball on it. And I think this game I was not excited for at all. Like I was just like, alright, the game's coming and whatever. Like didn't get my hopes up, nothing. And you know what? They they gave me a decent game, and because of what we've had in the past, a decent game is all it takes for making me fall in love with the game again. Yeah, honestly, I think that, that really does help having the mindset of this game's gonna be shit going into it. Like setting the bar extremely. Don't low. get let down is what I told myself. Yeah, and I I do think that the game looks better. Although from the streams, you know, people are, it looks like a really demanding game too. Because I saw like everybody was playing on low settings. Remy was having when he was streaming was having so much chop in his stream playback because all the bit rays was just straight going to the game, just trying to make sure everything gets rendered properly. But. <clears throat> it, it looks really pretty from what I've seen, you know, like the big YouTubers who have like absolute units of computers. It looks good. Um, yeah, I think I think it looks good. I think even even my stream looks good. I yeah, have your lo- stream lower looks settings fine. and and the game itself yeah. looks beautiful. I think everything the maps look good. Like it's a very appealing maps. Like there's nothing. That, I I think Cold War had more color, but this map has a lot more like appeal to it. Um. It, you know, honestly, that that's kind of an interesting thing to bring up. Is that like, have you noticed that games really do just like all the Call of Duty games have this like weird color? Like, it feels like every map has like a certain overlay, like yeah, filter. It, on um, it. if you take so you go in the past from Treyarch to uh, Infinite Infinity War, Infinity Ward, right? Yeah, Infinity Ward and uh, Sledgehammer, they all have the same. They all have their same. Uh, every map looks the same. Um, Although because, I will say that BO3 had probably the most vibrant color scheme. Uh, Infinity Ward always does, or uh, sorry, Treyarch always does. Treyarch always has the most colorful maps. Easily, they have the best looking maps. I think this year, because I'm expecting an Infinity Ward sledgehammer type of game where the maps are like usually like fucking dull. Like look at Ghost. Ghost was fucking black and white practically, and there was fucking much. smoke there, on your screen. Was, it was like a gray, yeah, exactly gray. Modern Infinity Ward typically does like a sand dust kind of color to it like it feels like everything is very sandy almost or like you have like a smoke cloud in front of you um this game kind of has the same feeling it kind of feels like it's an orange ish yeah i I could see that if you look at if you play castle i I could see the um, brown i I could see where you're going with that color like it's tough because it's like a 
Castle is a very like brownish orange, but then when you move to like a map like Demyansk, is where it's all in snow, that's very like white and grayish. But it looks good. Like there's still color on the map. Like when you're getting towards the map, like like Ghost for example, everything was black and white basically. Like I said, it's like very grayscale. But this map, yeah. like everything is white because it's snow everywhere. But then once you start going towards like the buildings and stuff, seeing like little detail, like inside a church, inside of Andamyansk, it's so fucking colorful and nice in there. Like looks good. They definitely killed the map designs. Uh, well, map looking. Like the maps suck. Yeah, like map the maps interior. fucking blow. Uh, did they try to go back to linear, or they did do the multi like multi lane? Era? So it, it's like everything's all fucked. Like Modern Warfare, they kind of did a three lane system. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it. They did do a three lane system. Tuscan, uh, for SD is a very three lane map. There's mid, which connects to both left and right side. Uh, and then you have an outer ruin side. You could just play that one lane, and then you have uh, the B side, which you could kind of get from another angle, but it's pretty much a one lane. It's a three dimensional map. Okay, so are three all three are, are all the maps three dimensional, or do they like try to do like a multi like they try to incorporate different map variation kind of things? Now that I think about it, a lot of the maps are very three-lane. Uh, Berlin. Berlin's very three-lane. You have your outer uh, train station that leads to A-bomb um, that connects right to your spawn, you know, de uh, defense spawn. It connects, it's just one straight lane. And then you have your dock side, which is another straight lane all the way to the other side spawn. Then you have your mid-map, which is a lot going on, but once again, it's still a three-lane map. There may be a lot in the middle of it, but it's a big map and it's still three-laned. I think I enjoy three lane more than I enjoy the multivariational fucking bullshit. Like realistically, so for every map is the same. Now that I think about it, it's three lane with one lane in the middle that connects everything. Yeah, that would that makes sense though because you know you want yeah. to be able to go to mid and then switch your position up. I think I enjoy the three lane. Um, I think that's why I enjoyed Arclaw Peak so much in general because it was a very long three lane system. You had your mid. And there was off. I mean, obviously, there was a bunch of crazy shit that was connecting in different areas of yeah, it. Yeah, of course. But, but there, the main three was, you know, you had a site, which had a lot of different, and it felt like all three were different in their own way. You know, like mid was a, a lot of building to building battle, running out as a risk. Um, there was alleys and stuff in there. Left side, you have to rely on the elevation differences, um, to be able to compete with that. And then, you know, each spawn has a building. Um, and then there was the right side, which still had the building thing, but it was a lot more just open field gunfight. You know, there was a lot more. You had to be really creative with how you made your kills there. Um, but think maps like Ramaza, I always hated Ramaza because of the way that A and B were positioned. You know, it felt like they were doing it. It had like the bases of it seemed very three dimensional, but at the same time, it wasn't because you could cross. It was just like open fielded almost. Which is doors like they tried making it too realistic of a map, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um, Ramaza is one of those maps where it was a it was a three lane map, um, but they, but they definitely threw too much shit. yeah they definitely tried to throw in like like it was almost like it was six lane like it was three lane up and down but it was three lane across yeah, as well. Yeah, they were like grouped. They were like grouped. Yeah, and it, it's very like... confusing that way because it's it's tough to control a map or like play a map competitively in a three lane like three lane maps flow really well with competitive because your SNDs usually work perfectly fine. Um, depending on what's going on inside the map is what changes it because like you can have a map that's three lane looks good but then everything is fucked outside of it. Yeah, like, you know, you there could be terrible fucking positionings or like really broken spots for Yeah, you know, and that's exactly decide. how like Berlin is this map this game. You there's you can get in fucking ledges that in S and D that I'm like, what the how the fuck did that could get there? And he gets pissed on anyway, but like shit, how do you get there? 
I like that. I like that. Uh, that ego right there. Dude, Cheke's fucking disgusting at this game. Really? He's actually good insane. for Cheke, bro. Actually nasty at this game. Good for Cheke. I'm I'm glad that wonky gig is working. Hey, he doesn't even have a gig. He has worse than that than me. We just beat Dust. Oh Jesus. <clears throat> well, either way. Um, so they've gone back to the three map design or the three lane map design yeah. and it's not going so well so far. <laughs> it's their maps just have a lot going on. What was that map that was that castle that you guys were playing on uh when I watched your stream? Looks like a dojo. Mm, possibly. That's the Japan based map, I think. Yes, that's castle. It was like the Japan first based. time you guys streamed. The first time you came back with stream. I know because I play these maps so many different times because you only play certain. You were set playing of maps AIDS, in the studio. and I know you were playing against Remy at one point. Was it S and D? Yes. Okay, and then probably Castle. Uh, Castle's not a hard point map. That's why when you said AIDS, I was a little confused. Hmm. I think you guys played one, and then you were like, "Never again." Put us back on <laughs> on a respawn. Oh uh, yeah, sure. yeah. It was yes, it was Castle. Yeah, that map looked really just weird it seemed like one side or maybe it was like on site had a very very like if you held that point i feel like there was like they were trying to do too much with the elevation positioning you know making it harder for the people who are lower on the ground so yeah it, it's off uh b site you walk in it's literally like a dojo there's a couple sliding doors that break like they explode destroyable fucking gone yeah um, i noticed that too everything just breaks and there's it's no really hard to be cover. it's hard to play competitive that way because like you can't hold a hard point like decoy, for example, is a map. It's like a barn map. Yeah. Um, P1 is literally inside the big barn. Every wall in that barn gets broken. Like you, you can if you throw nades at every part of that barn, it blows up. So, if you do one rotation and somebody sat there, like say say P2 rotates and somebody wanted to be a dickhead and fucking nade P1 the whole time, the whole entire P1 could be gone on the next rotation. It's just there, it's like out in the fucked. open. So it's just like an open field fucking gunfight, and everybody outside of it is just having a field day while every while you Pretty have like one or two people trying to charge point. Pretty much. That's absolutely... I, I don't know how much I enjoy that mechanic, but we can get into that here in a bit. I think it's um, fucking horrid. Do you think that the CDL, CMG, or GBs will be entertaining to play or watch, and why or why not? Uh, yes, 100%. I have not played this many GBs. Well, actually, I've lied i've played a lot more gbs at the start of mw but uh i've been in tournaments almost every day cmgs gbs either every day eights every day like it's a fun game competitively to play uh the hard point is, is extremely is safe fun. to say the passion's been reignited 100 percent uh eights are extremely <laughs> fun i think hard point in this game is fucking immaculate uh some of the maps are questionable for hard point but the hard point itself like just the play style of it is fucking immaculate snd i'm ass at right now so i don't really have a take on that uh, I have my moments, but it's just like it's not like any other S and D that I've played. This game is very like I've noticed that the S and D seems like a really choppy almost, and it's very inconsistent. Like between map yeah. to map, you have to play totally different every time. Which I kind of actually enjoy it, that aspect because it means you have to learn different strategies for different things. This game is going to be very strategy based. If you're not if you're not playing this game, like if you're a pickup team, you're going to struggle in this game 100. percent you can play a team way worse than you in skill level. It's just, if they have a strategy, it's, they're going to yeah, be. Yeah, it all just comes out. I think that, um, yeah, I think I think with this game, it seems like they took a very Modern Warfare uh, remastered or like Modern Warfare approach. Literally Where, you know, strats matter, like, are essential. You can win fights even though you are, like, gun skill-wise, you are fucked. But if you guys have, you know, 
good good strategies for holding down sites, mm. different areas, different lineups and stuff. You can beat people like just purely off of your strategy alone. Yeah, one hundred. I mean, what, it yeah, that's what I noticed so far. I mean, I saw fucking Remy's nasty at this game too. I saw that you were frying on hard. Every homie is really... nasty at this game. Izzy's disgusting. Rolly is disgusting. Even Devin is disgusting. Check is disgust. Like every homie is nasty at this game. That's a good thing. I'm glad it's, that the it's the fucking great. There. I miss the boys. There's no like playing homie eights and like one team is so one sided. Like it's actually fucking competitive, which makes like it fun that. to play. Yeah. Okay. Um. So now I'm gonna switch uh focus to more detailed questions regarding the game's mechanics and gameplay overall. Um. What do you think is missing from the game that would severely improve its playability? Not missing. Uh, destroyable walls have to go. It's what's in. The destroyable walls. Yeah, it's what's in that's the problem. Destroyable walls have to go. At least some of them. Like, I understand if you completely took them away, it would change the game completely. But, like, I think maybe get rid of some of the doors. Some of these fucking barriers are like, like, dude, you could be on a heady and accidentally sprint and you'll break the heady down because it's a destroyable wall. Really? Yeah, like there's a heady on Demiansk, which is on the side of the side of your spawn building. If you heady that mm -hmm. and you like go to sprint through it, you'll break the whole wall down. So when you can't get back on the heady, it's gone. Yeah, I don't. I think. I think they took a very siege approach with that. One hundred. But it's, they but they failed because siege does it in a way like not every wall is wall like is able to be like. And you broken. have to break the wall yourself. Like you have to go up and punch it. You, like. This you could throw yeah, a fucking or, nade you know, and you can accidentally reinforce those destroyable walls. Yeah, you can there's you know, none there's of that. Able to counteract it, but and you you can't even like okay if you're in a bomb site and the bomb site has a window. If I need that window, it blows the window up completely. You can never shut that window again. Like it's just gone. You destroy the whole doors. You destroy the whole like. It's just kind of fucked up. Um, I mean, if you really want me to get into the negatives right now, which I'm gonna just get deep into this because. Yeah, go ahead. Lots of issues. So, I think destroyable walls have to go. It's a problem right now. Like, it's fucking hard to play hardpoint when the hardpoint is gone on the next rotation. Yeah, you have no means of setting things up, pretty much. Not only that, some of these destroyable walls absolutely fuck you. Um, windows. You can't sprint through a window. Like, if you sprint through the window, you kick it open, but, like, they're you not... Break it? You, you don't break it. You kick it open. Like, it just opens up. But the problem is... is a lot of the windows in this game are two windowed. Like, there's a they half there's and half. An it like an ex exterior or what? No, it's like uh the window splits down the middle. Oh, so when you open it, it's like like a cabinet. Like a, yeah, I get you. I so get what you biggest mean. issue that I've had right now, uh, I've tried to hop into buildings. I'll open up one of the two windows, and I'm stuck in the window because the other one's still closed. Like I'm stuck you. there. So like you okay, can't make so a quick play. A I didn't defuse a bomb because of that. And when I try to open it, the other one closed, and the other one opened, the other one closed. Like, every time you try to do it, it just it flips. So you so just maybe, fuck yourself. Maybe making a mechanic, like, if you tap once, uh, like, if you tap before you, you know, hop into the window or whatever, it opens everything up. And then if you hold, it'll open up one side, depending on the side that you're on. Kind of well, thing. I, I personally think that what they should do is um, make it so they're, like, connected. Like, yeah, have them open up together the same way. Keep the same design. But if I go to jump through it, I shouldn't be opening one. Both of them should flick open. Yeah, that that would make sense. You know, especially since that you're kicking open the window. Like if you're jumping through, it would make sense. That, but it, okay, so it's like small shit. I heard yeah. respawns are absolutely miserable in uh, hardpoint. Yeah, and stuff. spawns are fucking horrible. Spawns are extremely bad right now. 
Um, yeah. Squad spawns are back, so the only issue with that is, say, you know, the biggest thing with Call of Duty is you want to push somebody out. Like, if you're in a hill, and you know where next is, you want to set it up to where you're able to rotate freely, and you're spawning the other team on the opposite corner of the map. So you have the current hill, and you could get to the next hill with no problems. In this game, if you set it up like that, they'll spawn behind you and get hill. It's the same thing with MW. You basically have to keep somebody all the way in the back, and the problem with that is you lose the map pressure to where you're pushing it out. Yeah, you're losing a guy on the field. You're losing a guy that could be potentially fragging out. And where it, where it all holds in, like say, okay, say Cheke's playing spawns, right, and I'm pushed out right, ready to go next, and we, we're spawning them in the back corner. If Cheke dies, even, even if Cheke doesn't die, Cheke's in the back, when they go to hit hill, this is where the destroyable barriers come in. That guy in hill can't huck, duck, and hide behind cover anymore. He has to chow because there's nothing there anymore. The whole thing got blown up. So you have three guys in your face and you can't hide. You're just taking gunfights. Spawn, die, spawn, die. That's how this game is being played right now. Spawn, die, spawn, die, okay, spawn, so die. So it's, it's going to be a very high death. Yeah. Okay. It's high kill, high death. I've seen somebody already drop 100 kills in an 8's lobby. Um, I've, I've dropped 50 kills with 49 deaths. Like, it's... That's yeah, 99 yeah. engagements in the map. That's insane. That's, yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of engagements, but you're being forced into that. It's just so yeah. open. Like, you, you're forced to be in gunfights all the time. Um, another thing, those destructible walls, they're everywhere. Yeah, I, isn't uh, Castle, or is, is Castle the Japanese one? Yes. Isn't that, like, the whole, like, building is destroyable? Everything's wall. destroyable. Like, you the have upstairs, no you can safety. break down and you can see bomb from upstairs. Um... Vice versa, somebody could be downstairs, blow up the ceiling, and look through. Or the, is it like the wall. super easy to destroy them too? Like it's not like siege where it takes so like inconsistent. There's some. What do you mean? Some walls and windows, you punch them, and a little gash pulls up where you punched. There's others, you punch it, and the whole thing comes down. What about? All right, so you said that you can see through the floor, right? Yes. So with siege, um, there are people. You know, there's a strategy that you basically are shooting. You have to shoot like six bullets to make a big enough hole for you to be able to peek through but it's a very very like unnoticeable hole that you won't really see unless you're like there and looking at it um does destroying or like even whenever you nade the wall or the floor there's always like little grates so there's always if like you're a, asking a if you could see through the wall coming, yes like completely or can people fall through the wall or uh, through the hole yeah so all right dojo the dojo map on top there's a little square on the left side of the top, right? So you come up top, you climb in, you open up the door, right to your left where the stairs are, there's a little hole there. You could blow that up and you could fall through the ground to the bottom floor. Or so you could like shoot through it. Yeah, it's, it's not even like a hatch. It's supposed to be part of the wood, but it's a different wood so you could tell it's breakable. And so what I do is I'll shoot it, break it a little bit so there's little holes in it and I'm looking through it underneath. And there's like clips Clayster has where some he's looking through like a uh, a window and like, the window's not completely broken. It's just got, like, gashes in it. Like, looks like somebody shot through it. And he's yeah. trying to look through it. And somebody's shooting him through a wall. Because you could see name tags through walls. Any breakable wall, you could see the name That's tags through. That's kind of fucked. Oh, I, dude, I the really list keeps going. That, um, I really enjoy that, in, at least in Siege, whenever you do that, they took name tags out of the equation completely. Like, you can't see... You can see body parts. You know, shadows get a little bit fucked up sometimes, but, like, name tags are never in question. You won't get sold out because of your name tag. It'll be because of, you know, the shit that you're doing. Listen, I, I was playing a chow on Castle. I got a two-piece going into uh, B-Bomb, and mm -hmm. I laid, or I crouched down behind this, like, like in a corner. 
watching where mm -hmm. they push through. A kid wrapped through my spawn, and all of a sudden I just died. I was like, what the fuck? I watched the kill cam. He walked up to the wall that I was on. He looked down. He could see my name. He could see my name tag through the wall and just sprayed me through it and went around the wall. Yeah, that, but that's something that's going to have to be fixed. It's got to be fixed. That can't stay. Yeah, that can't Listen, stay. Listen, this next patch has to have so many fixes. Like right now in SND, SND is horrible to play. Um, there's a right now if if you have bomb and I kill you, your teammate picks it up. Mm -hmm. It tells me that you picked up bomb. It tells me the team picked up bomb. I know when they pick up bomb now. I know when they plant. I know they tell you when somebody's defusing. You can't ninja anymore. That's got to go. At least for CDL, there's got to be an option for like CDL gameplay. Yeah. There's got to be an option where it turns that off. If I'm sitting in the or, back of the spawn and I'm ADSing bomb, you know how like bomb always has a little tag on it, right? Defend does it, or whatever. Yeah. Does it does it uh tell you like uh like they're planting this spot like they're planting an A or whatever? No. So or did it say plant? You can planting. hear the click. The silent plant doesn't work. There's a setting okay. for silent plant. When you put on CDL, it says silent plant, but you can hear the click of when they're putting down bomb. You know when they're putting down bomb. Um, when they're diffusing, if I'm, say I'm sitting in the back of the map, and I'm ADSing where the bomb is, and I see the tag, it says on the guy's name, diffusing, through the walls. I could see it says diffusing. You can't even fake it. You can't click and fake it, because you can ADS and see it says diffusing. Interesting. That's kind of fucked. Um, sometimes perks don't work. You'll have dead silence one game. The next game, nobody will have any perks. You won't have flak. You won't have ninja. You won't have anything. So is ninja? What is ninja? Dead silence. Does it break? Doesn't work. So ninja is dead silence, but dead and silence. A, I have both. Is yeah, like and faster? my footstep. It picks up uh, speed and you're quieter. You can still hear me though. With okay. ninja and dead silence, you can still hear me. <laughs> Tell me That's how. <laughs> Tell me how. That's so dick. Okay. Well, you answered my next question, which was respawn or S and D. Um, so, uh, right now, it's respawn. Obviously, respawn. S and D um, just and has so many flaws. Lacking. Yeah, you, you mentioned all of it. Um, what is the current meta, and what do you think of it right now, like gun-wise? Uh, subs, MP40. Uh, right now, it's an automaton and a SCG AR meta. Um, I, I think it's... I, I don't know. They're gonna, one of those guns is going to get nerfed, guaranteed, and it's probably the other one's going to become the main AR. Like, the SCG is a perfect flex gun. You can be quick with it. Automaton's a little bit slower. It shoots faster. Kills a little slower. But it's more accurate than the SCG. Like, it doesn't move. Okay. Um, so, that would... I can see that actually being the the main AR. I feel like they're probably going to nerf the We SCG can have a three-gun meta. Could. At the current but moment, we can have a three-gun meta. People who are playing main AR are probably going to play that. Just for the sense that... Or, like, if the SCG, I guarantee you, is probably going to get nerfed. Yeah, I opinion. think so, too. They already did something to it. Yeah. I feel like that one's going to be the one that's going to get hit the hardest. And it'll probably, it might not take it out completely, but it'll definitely switch to the, you said it was the automaton. Yeah, but the the reason why they're nerfing the SCG is because there's a, a proficiency on there called Vital, and it makes the SCG a two-bullet kill. That is fucked. Yeah. There's a clip of Illy. I, I could probably find it if I wanted to, but there's a clip of Illy. He's on uh, Tuscan. He climbs a ladder to peak top, and he like when he gets to the top of the ladder, he crouches, peaks for half a second, shoots two bullets, and kills it, and he just starts laughing. That was dick. Like so, he, he just shot like, like the AK from uh, Cold War. Yeah, it kills faster, shoots faster, more mobile. It's way better than AK in War. That is fucked. It's banned yeah, I, and everything like CMG, GB, and um, CDL. But it, that's not the point. The SCG is gonna get nerfed because of that. Yeah, 
and I, I think that the reason for that is is it's going to be mainly for sub players because sub players are going to get blessed with you know faster fire rate mp40 and... kills faster like I, this every gun is op right now that's being used really? mp40 is fucking disgusting mp40 could kill you at like it's got a little bit of a range drop off but they're like it, it kills hella quick but as automaton at close range is losing the gunfight scg at close range maybe might win the gunfight Depending mp40 on is so nasty interesting can mp40 shoot long range as well yeah. Or is the caveat the whole bloom thing? No, I mean, you you can fucking spray that thing. I mean, there's different attachments that can make you shoot for, like, long range is a uh, re No, not a recoil booster. Accuracy, I heard it was the, the big thing to do if you want to be able to shoot long range with that gun. I think it's the F8 stabilizer. It gives you uh, plus, one, plus one damage range and plus two accuracy. And the only thing it drops okay. off is your sprint to, uh, sprint to fire time and your hit fire accuracy. But you can map with yeah. it. I can see this game being a lot more focused on, you know, like th the perks and uh, disadvantages of having an AR versus stuff. Like I could see them really trying to distinguish that, you know, like MW had trouble with competing uh, with subs competing with ARs because ARs were able to fucking never miss. And the, you know, pre nerf M4 was able to like really fucking fry close and long range. No, nah, dude, the, the, the M Merc MP5, Merc Foregrip MP5 is was fucking much better than the M4. Yeah, that was really broken too. But didn't the Merc Foregrip MP5 get nerfed before the MP5 did? got nerfed and the uh, Merc got GA'd, and then they also GA'd the damage barrels on the MP5. They did everything in their power to get rid of the sublot that year. Yeah, I remember. I could see it be definitely being more balanced this year though than years past. And I know, like last year, they tried to make they tried to make subs for attachments. Everybody, you can run an AR with five, and you can only run four on a sub. Yeah, they tried that. Sure, that went real well. It's just they're always the problem with this game is like there's no there's no pick five system. You can't pick five attachments. You could pick a attachment in every category. No, there's no limit. There's no limit. There's I think ten category slots. You can pick all ten. There's no limit. That's kind of fucked. They're gonna have to limit that, at least for CDL like for comps because otherwise every gun is just going to be ridiculous on the map yeah it's uh they're never gonna they're not gonna limit it because every gun can have it but like granted there's not is there anything that stands out like is there like a damage barrel yeah that, everything's already banned everything oh, already got ga oh they've comp. already got ga'd yeah slashers on it snipers almost they're getting ready to illy's pissed but yeah they're trying to get rid of snipers i don't yeah, know why there's no aim assist on it like the the problem is, is we went two years of no sniping. I know we went a year with no sniping, and um, people were happy with it. But it makes S and D so boring. It makes S and D the exact same every time. There's no yeah. flash. There's no like. There's certain maps right now that if you use a sniper in a four v four play, and you you can change the map completely, but we can't use it. I I don't know. I think I just enjoy because so for me, I've been playing a shit ton of Valorant recently. God help me. Um, but I enjoy the aspect of the game because having a sniper on the map, you know, it obviously the caveat to having a sniper on the map is it's typically more expensive other than the outlaw, but the good sniper, the op on the map costs more, but it adds such a like hindrance to the other team who has to go up against it because you can't just openly pick things. You can't just run around the map and, you know, win gunfights randomly. Obviously you can beat the snipe, you can kill the sniper, but 
I think that's you know, a different. It, I think that has a different aspect to it than COD, though, because if we're thinking about this, um, if you have an op and you're sniping uh, C long on uh, what's the map called Haven? Yeah. So say you're sniping C long, and somebody peeks, you can't really peek fast in Valorant. Now, if I'm yeah. sniping in COD on a map similar like C long, and somebody slide cancel around the corner, my snipe's not gonna guaranteed hit. Yeah, but it it has the same concept. Like you know, obviously you can peek, but you can't just open always openly child, especially with a good sniper on COD. Like Arclaw, for example, with the AX50, that sniper was ridiculous in S and D maps, like on heavily focused S and D maps. It, yeah. it changed everything because if you have a sniper, it forces the other team to pull out a sniper. You know, to have an actual sniper fight. It either or, force you or you move the other side of the map. Yeah, you have to because otherwise that's too much range and too much power. And especially because, you know, people are talented enough to hit these snipes getting shot at with automatic weapons. Like, it, it adds a level of fucking crazy shit that needs to be in the game. Otherwise, SD, you're right. We'll just get completely boring and it's already boring. I could see why we got it rid of it last year. Last year, there was aim assist on the snipers. Okay, 100%. Take it out. I, I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, that sniper was ridiculous last this year. This year, there's no aim assist on the snipers. Why are we still having this fucking debate? I, th it, I think people just hate the car. It's just, I, I think we have too many Everybody old heads in the CDL. The there's too many old heads in the CDL. Listen, we saw what Simp could do with a sniper in fucking BO4. Okay, he ran around the map like it was his own fucking playground with a sniper. Okay, yeah. we went to MW and sniping was fucking amazing. If you were good at sniping, if you had a good sniper in your team, it, listen, I, we won the fucking half the K7 S&Ds because we had two snipers on the map. Or a sniper on the map. UGK, we had two snipers on almost every S&D map. That makes sense too. Hold and, on it was, points. and if me and Hulk were sniping and we were hitting shots, we weren't losing. So it's like, it, people nowadays, like it, it's hard to play against a sniper. People don't want to play against a sniper. Because it limits what you can do. And that's the thing is people are so used to being able to do whatever the fuck they want on the map. And when you put in something that stops it, they hate it. Yeah. Eh. I, d I, don't, I don't think I agree with them taking out snipers. I was going to ask you no, about there's that. There's no fucking but reason to. This year, there's there no fucking no reason, reason to. to. It takes out the only enjoyable fucking part of the, mm. of the game mode. This year, half the S&D maps, you can't even use a sniper. Let's see. Castle, you can use a sniper. Berlin, you can use a sniper. And Demyansk, you can use a sniper. Okage, you're not taking out a sniper. Tuscan, you're not going to take out a sniper. You take out a sniper in Tuscan, maybe. You're fighting with fire, though, because you're not 100% chance of hitting anything. And it's they could get to your side very quick. But, like, Demyansk, I could see you could play on top of a building with a sniper. Uh, Berlin, you could fucking snipe the cross. It's like playing Arklov Peak. You could snipe the cross from one site to the other. Yeah, I got you. But it's... I think sniping adds an aspect that we need in COD, and we're just not going to fucking have it because nobody wants to play against it. Fucking stupid. Yeah, it's pretty dumb to me, at least. Um, You already answered if there's any broken guns. Um, All of them apparently are broken. The top three right now, yeah, they're pretty fucking broken. Even the Type 100 is kind of nasty. I don't think it's better than the P40, but it's kind of nasty. So, you going to compete this year, or are you going to hang back and content create? Or are you still on this side? Hmm. Well, be in a K7 tourney tomorrow. You're in a, be K7, in a K7, tourney? K7 tourney Sunday. Oh, you're and, competing. And if I wasn't getting out tonight, I'd probably be in another tourney tonight. So you answer, you tell me what that answer is. 
the competing. So we're competing this year. I'm back. I guess I need to start tuning in to the uh, K7 League again. Hopefully their announcers have gotten better. Ooh. No, they're the fucking same. Uh, I'm going to compete until it's just not worth it. And then I'll end up going into content. Maybe make it. Thought about making YouTube videos. Pull like an octane and just start recording videos. Like fucking pub gameplay. That. Or you could do uh, content highlights. Like stream one day. Get all your recording done. Yeah. I thought about doing like even like a GB series. Like fucking. Not even a Rhodes 100 and 0. Because we're going to lose. But like. Just playing uh, GBs. And, like, 100 and like question mark or whatever. Exactly. And just keep posting. Like you lose you lose. Like that way at least. I think that adds a different aspect. Because like when you put Rhodes 100 and 0. And you post. 99.9% .9 of the time, people think you're going to win the map because you're posting a road to 100 and 0. If I put road yeah. to 100 and 0, they have no clue, so now they're more into it. Like, if we lose map series 1, people are going to be like, oh, shit, they're not winning it, or they're not just winning, so now you're going to watch it to see are they winning or losing. Yeah, I think it could be really fun, and it just, you know, it'll, I think it, that'll be a fun project to take on as a whole. Yeah, and I think it um, lets me put my time into other things. Um, not only that, I'm gonna have to see how it goes though because I've been literally playing in everything as I can. I get you. So I don't even know. Like I, I, we were an attorney and we lost. But if if we continue being an attorney, I don't even know if we would do the podcast tonight. Yeah, I was I was curious. I thought that was what was going on. Was you had attorney and no, then... like me uh, yesterday. Me, Eric, Senpai, uh, me, Senpai, um, Remy, and Bandy went to quarters of a uh, CMG attorney. So like uh, you never know when you're gonna how long you're being it for. Yeah, I get you. Well, like I said, bro, if you know that this is just to be stated, if it's, it, since it's COD season right now, it's the you know, we're in season here. Um, if you know anything ever comes up where you need to do anything or like you got a turn to deploy and we need to postpone, just let me know. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna have to stick to Wednesdays because, like, realistically, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are more attorneys than anything. Days. Yeah, I get you. Um, Right now, because the game's out, there's fucking tourneys every day. Obviously, the, even when the game goes on, there's going to be tourneys every day, because CMG always hosts. But, like, there's more tourneys now in then the beginning of the game be. than there will be later on. So, that's why I'm just kind of getting into everything. Um, I don't know. We're going to see. I kind of want a couple win a couple golds this year. I, I believe you could. Your talent. Uh, I, I think so, too. Team. I think if I learn the game, uh, I'm just going to fucking be able to take... Be able to Have actually, you like, learned more... In the start of this game than you have in previous no. games? No. No. Still haven't figured shit out yet. Um previous cards I went into it with a different mindset. Uh like going into MW. I went into MW. Obviously MW was a great year for me. Everybody knows that. Um but MW is where I got my swagger, I guess. Uh MW is where I got my ego, MW is where I got my swagger. So going into MW. I was just another guy who was probably going to go play GBs, lose a bunch, win a couple. So I didn't sit there and think, like, this is my year. Like, there was no... I never thought that. I never got into a game and was like, this is my year, because I, it never was. Yeah. Um, MW got my swagger, but before MW, I sat there and I watched, uh, I watched Haggy, I watched Scump. I sat there and watched streams. You know, when I wasn't in school or working, whatever it was, I was sitting there watching streams, learning. Um, I really haven't done that this year. I've just kind of played and learned off of playing. Um, and I noticed that a lot of these kids I'm playing in SD are a lot better than me. Uh, not even gun skill wise, they just know exactly what the fuck they're doing. I'm catching nades from across the map, and that changes a different aspect from what I'm, I'm me not watching. I'm losing what I'm learning because I'm not like being into it, you learn, but like you're also kind of in a fight or flight. When you learn, you can learn to set up faster. 
I mean, you're watching. Yeah. You can learn to set up better. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I think <clears throat> I think I, I learned a lot more in beginning of MW Cold War. I went into it with, without learning shit. I watched a little bit, but I was like, "Fuck it, dude, I'm nice." Like what? And then this game, I went into it thinking like I'm not gonna compete at all, so I didn't really learn. And then I started playing. I'm like, I'm kind of nice. So, uh, to I'm gonna some spend shit. some time. Yeah, I'm gonna spend some time watching probably Haggy. Um, I watched. See, another thing is MW. I watched Raseem. Um, obviously everybody knows I'm a huge Raseem fan, but I sat there and watched Raseem from three in the morning till about seven in the morning, and then I didn't go to sleep. But me watching Raseem, I learned everything I possibly could in S and D. I learned everything I possibly could in S and D. Everything I did in S&D and MW is all catered to Raseem. Respect to the man. I learned speaking little nerd of, spots, you know, everything, man. Speaking of, you know, popular people, I think it's time we switch over to the uh, the CDL. Yeah, let's get on into it. So the first thing that I noticed was the most recent thing. Uh, Paris Legion finally announced their, their roster. Yep. And the... Uh, reception of said team is very very skewed like it it's, it seems like people are not really a fan of the roster this year um i'm not a fan either um but at the same time people have to understand i knew the roster already the roster got leaked months ago uh we were just waiting for paris to do anything it was a rumored roster um let me see it was what it's it's desi temp i have it open it's, it's Decimate, uh, Philo, Temp, and John. Yeah, Desi, Temp, Fellow, and John. So this team was rumored. It was actually rumored Temp, Desi, Fellow, and somebody else. I don't think John was on this team. John was uh, rumored to be teaming with Methods and TJ Halley. Yeah. So I was part of this team I wasn't expecting, but I knew that Paris was going to end up with Temp on the roster. I knew that Desi was going to be here. Um, it was just a matter of when the fuck Paris was going to do anything. And now a lot of people are going to give some hate on this roster. But realistically, there's nothing you can really hate. There's nothing you could say. Like, if you sit down and look at it, um, everybody that was is talented enough to be on a pro team, I'll take that back. A lot of people are talented enough to be on a pro team. A lot of people who are talented enough to be stars in the league got picked up. Um, your free agents who were, you know, superstars are, are already still picked up. Yeah. Uh, I could see, you know, Havoc. Havoc's not on a roster. Um... Pristini's a sub now, like, Cheen retired, Vivid's on Florida, like, that's actually, yeah, that's actually a streaky team, man. I think, I think I read somebody say that, that, that Paris has a potential to be a top six, top four no. team, potentially, no. assuming on how they all play, we have to, obviously, we won't know until they actually play the game, but it also, you know, there's, your opinion, people with your opinion, where it's all, this team's going to be dog shit this year. I don't think they're going to be dog shit. I just, well, actually, let me think about this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, no, no, no fucking way. There's there's no fucking way. It doesn't matter how good they are. There's no way. Because they could be, a like, all these players, if you take all these players and put them at their best, they're still not a top six this team has a lot of fucking um, role issues. Uh, John's a main sub. Temp's a main sub. Uh, Flex. Flex, main sub. Uh, Fellow, main sub. Decimate is going to be their main AR. That right so there. So you got three people that are already interfering with each other. Yeah, and uh, 
I don't even yeah, know what I don't even know really when know decimate random is, AR. Are. Uh, the meta right now is a lot of maps is a uh, one AR four, three subs. Um, so other so maps it kind of works. The other spread maps are two. No, decimate's not a main AR. What team did decimate? I don't even know what team decimate ever ran a main AR for. Now I think about it, I he's been a flex slash sub his whole career. Oh, I thought you said he was gonna be main AR. I didn't realize you were saying he plays sub. No, no, no. no. He he's gonna be main AR, but he yeah. This has full oh, full sub. role issues. They don't have a true man on their roster, which I'm I'm interested to see what they do with it. Uh, they just this isn't a team that I think because of these role issues and because these guys are nobody's a, none of these guys are superstars anymore. Temp is not a superstar anymore. Sorry, Temp. Unless you turned around this year, you haven't been a superstar in two years. Um, Decimate, you got dropped off of Seattle. Fellow, you've been a sub. You've been in and out. You you've been good. You haven't been a fucking superstar. John, you've been a superstar at one time in your career. We haven't seen you in the league for a bit because, you know, whatever, the Addy thing. But, hey, fuck it. We move on. I just don't think that this team is – People who are saying they're a top six team, you're sitting there and you're telling me that this team right now is better than Dallas, Texas – or Optic, Texas, sorry. Uh, Shotzi, Illy, Scumpadashi. You think they're better than them? You think they're better than at least one of these teams? Sorry, not – You think they're better than either – you know, Scump, Dashy, Shotzi, Ely. You think they're better than Simp, Abisi, Selim, and Arcides. Uh You think they're better than Hydra, Clacer, Neptune, Krim. You think they're better than Bance, Insight, Cami, Kleenex. You think they're better than Priesta, Attach, Major, Manek, or Standy. You think they're better than Draza, Kenny, Octane, Envoy. Or you think they're better than Slasher, Seam, Huke, and Gunless. You, if you think that you're be they're better than any of those teams, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's what, how many teams is that? One, two, three, four, five... Six, seven. That's seven teams right there that I just, they're not better than. I just gave you, they're. Like, uh, at the end of the day, it all comes down to how they actually play. We won't really know until they play. Yeah, but, of course. And that that's another thing too, is you can have a team like, like Scump, Dashy, Shotzi, Illy might fucking suck. Mm, I don't know, but I really fuck with their new logo. I think it looks clean. I think it looks really clean. Yeah, uh, I can't wait I for the merch. really good. Um, so moving on to the next one, Optic Texas, they finally announced, or it was officially confirmed that their merger with Dallas and, uh, Optic or Envy Gaming is now combined. Um, and Optic Chicago's brands will be retired or the organization's CDL team will be known as Optic Texas. And the top, the Texas lineup is, <coughs> as you said, Scump, Dashy, Shotzi, and Illy. What do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? On paper? This should be the. This should be the people competing for top. Like they should be top three at all. It should be well, yeah, uh, top three. I'll give them. Uh, I think they should be fighting for top two. I think they should be with Phase at the top all year long. Yeah, I I um, don't think that on paper they should not be below top three. Yes, a hundred percent guaranteed. Uh, I my opinion, I love this whole move. Uh, I just think that bringing you know Hashro and Hex who are two big names in esports together. It's huge. Um, I think the fact that a lot of these guys, like, the thing is, is the Warzone streamers all became a part of Optic now. So, like, you just brought Tyler TP back to Optic. Like, that's great. Rainbow Ray is back in Optic. That's great. Like, Yeah, it's such great PR and such a great following for them. Exactly. Not to mention, my in. wife is on Envy. So, like, it all, to me, just is beautiful. I love it Your all. Your wife? My wife is on Envy. Yes, I love her. Uh, no, wife? I can't expose myself. We'll keep moving. Um, but yeah, she's, I love her. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think Do you should think be talking Dashi to Dashi will regain his passion? Um, so here's the thing. You know, obviously Dashi is very fucking talented. Kid has got a lot of talent, but he also has uh, regain issues. Inflated ego. Um, not only that, he doesn't take things as serious. You know, he tends to sleep through things. Um, now, this team is very young. Shotzi, Shotzi's 20, Illy's 20, uh, Dashi, I believe, is 21 now. And Scump is 26. Yes. Now, Scump is a leader of this team. He's a decent leader. He doesn't... That's a thing. You'd think that. He doesn't. Uh, Matter of fact, Shotzi and Illy are complete leaders at their young age. Illy is one of the... Like, Illy has the most complete control over his emotions when it comes to gaming. Illy... That's all credit to him. Like, that dude is... Young and a fucking leader. Stays composed, keeps everybody around him composed. Illy's super smart. I think this move works really well because you're not taking, you know, three young players, Dashi, Shotzi, and Illy, throwing them to a team and thinking, okay, well, this team's going to be super immature and they're not going to take things serious. Not nah, no, Illy and Shotzi talent. are so fucking, like, intense when it comes to this that they're going to, I think they really, realistically, I think all three of them, Shotzi, Illy, and Scump, keep Dashi in check. I think this team's going to be great all year. I hope so. I hope for them. And I think, okay, so this is my personal opinion. You have three pe- really young people. Um, I don't know how how long Scump plans to play. Um, and it, I, I mean, he's still young in terms of I can see know, the future. actual age. Scump retires but, in the next two years. Envoy comes back. Optics the best team in the league. You think? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Envoy's coming yeah. back to Optic when Scump's gone. O- Envoy is the next Scump. He's the prince of Optic Gaming. I'm telling you that right now. I could see somebody that. clip yeah, it and stay here for two years. Scump and Envoy really do have. I th- I'm pretty sure they still maintain a pretty re- like a really good friendship. Yeah. Oh yeah. But even like when uh, Cold War and they were doing the Road to 100, no, you could see like just how much Scump had rubbed off on Envoy in general. Yeah. That see that's that's what hurt the most. Like I don't know if you watched the process. No, I didn't. I I, I cried. Um. But. See, this that team last year was like different than what normal optic fans experience. Um like I don't know. The Dynasty team was super talented, but like and they were good friends, but they weren't at the same time. Like they had their personal space. This team was like four dudes that were like best friends. Like they had laughs, yeah. they didn't win, and that's what hurt, but they were like best friends. Like dropping a single person on that team, obviously formal retiring. Like, dude, watching Envoy cry hurt. Like actually hurt because that that's a team of best friends and obviously it didn't work out so they made a move but like that that team is the most vibeiest team I think I've witnessed as an optic fan. Yeah, I could see that. But you know, going back to my original point that we were talking about was the they set themselves up to be still in a really talented team whenever Scump leaves. Yeah, a hundred percent. They're built for the future. Yeah, they built themselves very well for the future, especially with Shotzi and Nilly being added. Um, Dashi's still being 21. He'll he obviously has quite a bit of experience, and he's still an incredibly talented dude. Hopefully, they'll, you know they'll be able to keep him in check, and I hope for the best for this team because I've been a long time Optic fan for. Uh, they were my childhood essentially. Yeah. Um. So I want nothing for the be- but the best for them. That's my biased opinion. But they do look really good on paper. Like. Yeah, I hope that. Uh, go well. I personally think the top three teams this year are going to be. Uh, 
Op, uh, Optic Texas, uh, Atlanta Phase, and the New York Subliners. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you this right now. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Krim and Clay win ring number uh, what four together. That wouldn't surprise me either. This team, the Subliners team, look really fucking good. Yes. Krim uh, and Clay are two leaders who are very still very good. Um, and they have two young guns who are Hydra is a phenom. Like he's nasty, nasty. And you know, Nep is also see, nasty. I'm excited to see Subliners play. They already know, beat Optic. Like really? Yeah, they already sent Optic home in an attorney. They, I believe, New York has won. Actually, matter of fact, I don't know how, what they placed, but um, they just spun a wheel for the TST attorney, and yeah. the roster was scump. So it was all subs, and they had to spin a wheel for their AR duo uh, teammates. It was uh, scump and Shotzi with Krim and Clay. That for seventy k. Jesus. It was fucking great, dude. Vibes were great. I loved watching that. It was so funny. I'm pretty sure they lost to... Does Krim uh, still have a pretty good relationship with, like, Scump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they squashed what, that could... beef, um, but it's more like a PR thing, and it's very funny. Um, most Optic fans are always joking. A lot of people take it to heart and threaten him. Weird. Fucking really weird. Yeah, because, like, I don't see anybody having, like... Obviously, Krim just decided that teaming with them wasn't his best choice. Yeah. Or, you know, no, he they got decided dropped. they needed to part ways. But I didn't think that they had any, like, real big beef. I mean, maybe at the start of MW. But... They actually did. Yeah, at the start of MW, they squashed it. Um, now people are saying the beef's with fucking Shotzi because they dropped Clay. And, or they dropped Krim, I mean. But nobody has beef. It's it's yeah, all it's a all stunt. ER. Yeah, it's all a stunt that makes storylines happen. That... Yeah, because imagine whenever you hear that, like, you know, people are going to be shit-talking all over Twitter, Krim versus Scump again. Exactly. This year, Shotzi versus Krim and uh, Clay. Um, th- imagine the views for that tournament. Exactly. Like, imagine the finals with those two. 50K, 50K viewers right there. Easily. Yeah, it'll be insane. I, so I think, want to talk um, about? Oh. No, yeah. I was about to say, I think a lot of these teams actually are better. I think the, the competitiveness of this league this year is going to be much better. Uh, the bottom's not, like, the bottom could be the top team any given day. We've never had that. Yeah. What do you think about uh, the old hashtag fear the deep? Um, so, Dav Patty, Awakening Skies, and Vivid. Um, I actually think that's a pretty good team, but it all depends on how Awakening plays. If Awakening plays... Like, MW Awakening, it's a fucking good team. Now, if he plays like last year, where he was very mid all year, uh, the team's not going to have a lot of success because, you know, Skies, Skies is pretty good. Um, they Skies have a lot is more of than mid, pretty good. Mid team? Or, it's, it, Skies is an uh, AR, right? Yes. So he's not, gonna, he's not supposed to be a top frag, anyways. Nah, but he can. That's the thing. Is Skies, even last year, Skies took over games for Florida. I think Florida has a really good... Like, Vivid is really good. Vivid is so underrated. Vivid is probably the most underrated player in the league. Um, Vivid gets in, and he does his role, and he does his role perfectly. Vivid is very talented. Um, people, you know, kind of hate on Vivid. Not necessarily hate on him, but, like, people don't give Vivid the credit he deserves, and I think pairing him up with Awakening... Like, if we get a good Awakening this year, alongside Skies and Vivid... Uh, I'm not sure how Dad Patty's going to do his rookie year. I haven't watched anything about Florida, but I'm telling those three right there that... Can lead to success, and if you have a if Dav Patty plays well, Awakening plays good, Skies continues to play the way he plays, and Vivid plays the way he plays. I I think that team's a top six team, top five team. I could see it. 
It, it's tough because, like I said, everybody's competitive. going to be coached by Willett and Hughes and was announced as a substitute, or Hughes was announced as a substitute in October. Yep. Florida parted ways with their other coach, uh, Atura. Atura, yeah. Yeah, and then they released Neptune on October 6th. Um, yep. Next team that shows is the Subliners. We've already talked about this. Holy fuck. That this team, team looks really good. Uh, uh, so I think Krim and Clay, you know, if you're a young guy and you're coming in the league, the best players to play with are Krim and Clay. Krim and Clay are going to get you right, and they're going to get you in the winning mindset. You know, Krim is the most winningest player of all time. Uh, him, and, him and Clay are tied at the top with three rings with Damon. So, like, the, these guys know how to win, and they're going to teach you how to win. Um, if you're a young yeah. guy, this is your best bet. So, Neptune, you're in a great hands. Hydra, you're in great, you guys are both super talented and young. And you're going to be, you know, playing alongside they, the best. All, and... all that's going to come down to is how coachable they are in the end. Because Kermit yeah. Clay yeah. will teach them how to how to win and how I, to I think um, It's just how to be teachable. You have to be coachable, you have to be teachable, and you have to listen. I, I think Paco, coming from France, and, uh, you know, not speaking very good English, he is going to be extremely coachable um, because he's going to listen to everything they say because, he, you know, he's coming from France and he's not necessarily the outsider, but he's not from here. So, like... You know, he's going to listen to everything his teammates tell him, and he's young. And Neptune, I think, is the same thing. I think Neptune uh, was really good last year with Florida. Um, But I don't think Florida had anybody to coach him. You know, Florida was also young. Um, Their leader or their their veteran was slacked. Their veteran was slacked, and that right there tells you enough. Um, Then their next veteran was Colt Havoc. So, like, putting him with Krim and Clay is going to teach him how to win, and if he can listen and listen to what they say, that team is going to be really good. I'm telling you, I think they're a top-three team. They could win champs. I could see it. Yeah, this team looks real, like extremely good on paper. Um, next team, Seattle Surge. Thoughts? Um, that is pred accuracy. Yeah. So that that's a team that, like I said earlier, okay, don't take this the wrong way. I think they're a bottom three team, bottom two team, and that's not as in they're bad. Uh, I. Sib is extremely talented. Sib is extremely fucking talented. Now he's back together with his duo, uh, Mac. You know, that that's a good, good sub duo right there. Accuracy, the Iceman. You know, he's a good main AR. People don't give him credit where it's due. I think Accuracy is a good AR. The team's going to be really good at S&D. The problem is who they're matched up against. Like that team yeah. is really I mean, good. We just mentioned the team before. Optic Texas exactly. is looking really. Phase really good. is still there. Toronto Ultra, yeah. like this. This is a good team, but once again, like when I told you earlier that the whole league is very competitive now, this is what I mean. Like this is going to be a good team, and they could probably end up beating the likes of Optic Texas. They could beat New York Subliners. They're not going to do it consistently, and they're not going to be a top three team. They're not going to be a top six team. The only way I see them doing that is if you know somebody has a bad bad year yeah. or they don't mesh well then i can see them maybe hopping in the top six i still think they're gonna be a bottom six team uh they're not the worst team in the league i know who the worst team in the league and we're probably gonna talk about them soon devin thank probably. you for the tier one sub 23 months Appreciate holy you, shit we're at almost at two years i love this next team toronto ultra as you mentioned no uh, changes they locked in their rock they locked in their roster until 2023 yes um and there it they have insight cami Vance and Kleenex. Uh, Kleenex. Uh, yeah, and that's, Methods was that, released on August 29th. That's another team I could keep short and sweet. Uh, that's going to be a top team. 
They see this is not a team full of superstars. Obviously, Cami played like a superstar last year, and that's going to be where their team success comes from. If Cami continues to play like a superstar like he did last year, this team will be great. Uh, this team is really good, and uh, when it comes to their um, their what's it called? Their uh, I can't think. I can't think. I can't think. They're really good when it comes to their teamwork. Um, Bance is a good leader. Insight, you know, came in the league last year. He fried. He actually played. He played amazing. You know, Insight was, I think he won Rookie of the Year. I don't know if they gave that award yet, but he should have won Rookie of the Year if he didn't. Um, yeah, I, I think that that team is going to be good again. I don't think they're going to be anything crazy. I don't think, you know. Yeah, they're not going to be, you know, they might not be in top. like. A, yeah, like, I, I think they had a really good year last year. That's the thing. I just don't know if it was a good year because that, that team is that good or if or they just had the best teamwork. It, it definitely wasn't a fluke. That team is talented, but it's like, are they talented enough to beat FaZe, Optic Texas, and the New York Subliners now? So you, you think it came down to more of their fluidity? Between... Oh, 100%. If you watch Toronto Ultra play, they have the best teamwork in the league. They play together. They play off of each other so perfectly. And, you know, Cammy broke out last year as a superstar superstar that guy was in the mvp running like he played like a superstar so i think that's what really if cammy doesn't play like a superstar this year they're not going to be that good their teamwork's only going to get them so far where you know insight and cammy and even bands you know kleenex too they all had amazing game series last year and they're going to need that again this year but consistent to be at the top there's uh, listen they could they could be a top three team don't get me wrong they could be a top three team easily it's just going to come down to how they play and a lot of these teams are really fucking good now with the changes they made. So, yeah, I'm 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 excited to see. We've announced some really good teams. I want to talk about one that's still a little unknown, and that is the Royal Ravens. They announced their departure of pretty much everybody. It seems like they announced they parted ways with Shawnee, Alex, Paul X, or whatever. Zed and their coach, and it says they plan to build their roster around the uh, around Afro. Afro, but it's unconfirmed. Hold on, um, I, I have the roster. I'll tell you right now. Their uh, rumored roster. Okay, so this team is, uh, they're going to be bringing Trey back, uh, Zero, mm -hmm. uh, Nasty, and Gizmo. It? He had a visa issue last year, so he couldn't play. He, oh. That's one of the best European players of all time, him and Vance. Um, so yeah, they, they're eyeing Zero, Nasty, and Gizmo. Uh, eyeing, questionably, or in quotation marks, that's going to be the roster. I'll guarantee you that right now. You can put any money to bet me right now, that's the roster. Um, so what it's going to be, I, I, this is, remember when I just said that the Seattle Surge is not the worst team in the league? This is it right here. Oh, you think the London Royal Rangers yeah, 100%. shit the sheets? I don't know if they'll shit the sheets. I, I just think Afro played really well last year. Now, is he the guy that's just going to come in and play fucking amazing this year? Who knows? Is he going to be like simp where he had a good year and it just kept going? We'll see. But if he doesn't have a good year, this you're bringing in Nasty and Gizmo Fresh into the league. And Zero, who's been out of the league for a little while with visa issues. I don't even know how much Cotty's really played lately. Obviously, Zero's got a lot of talent. I just don't know how they're going to compete against a lot of these teams. Once again, like I said, 
Seattle Surge. They I had nothing. I had nothing but high praise for Seattle Surge. I they might not. They're not going to be a top six team, but I had a lot of high praise. I think Seattle Surge beats this roster on paper. They beat this roster. It's just going to come down to who how they play. Seattle Surge is another young team, but I I think if you match it up, I think Mac is better than Afro. Yeah, people are going to look at me like I'm fucking crazy. I think Zero is better than Accuracy, and I think that Pred and Sib, the new guys, are better than Net, uh, Nasty and Gizmo, you, uh, London's new guys. So that's uh, that's my take. I mean, I, I could be totally wrong, obviously, but I think that this is going to be the worst thing in the league. And th- once again, the league's very competitive. They can end up beating. They're not going to yeah, be like the worst be, team by know. like no wins. They're going to be the worst team, but like it's going to be close. Three. Maybe even more than they might have like five wins bottom of the t- bottom of the league. Yeah, I got you. Who have, uh, who have um, we not talked about? We got one, two, I think three left. Uh, yeah, one of them four. hasn't changed four. and two of them. Oh, who's the other one? So no. we have, wait, one, no, two. No, three left. Three, one hasn't three, made three, a change three. and two of them are in the same state. Same city. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's talk about the, nah, nah, Minnesota what first. What do you want to talk about? Hmm? Minnesota. Let's just get Minnesota out of the way. Um, Minnesota. Priest to attach Major Maniac Standy. They didn't make a roster change. Obviously, Standy was really good last year. I think that team was really good. Um, them not making a change is going to hurt them. The reason why yeah, I want to talk about them now, the reason why I want to talk to them about them first is because these next two teams that made a change are already much better than this team right now. That That's just why I wanted to wait. So, this team, obviously, they won a major last year. They were good. Yep. Um, you know, they won a major, so they didn't want to make a roster change. Now, here's the thing. That's smart. I understand that. You know, if you're a team that can yeah, produce a it's win. It's an easy save money play here. Not even that. Because you got to think, if you go after another player, you're losing a contract of one to get another. So, you're not really losing money. It's just more they think they have the means of winning. And I respect that. You won a major last year. But here's where it comes into play. You didn't make a roster change, and almost everybody else did. Optic Texas is a lot better than you. You had their hand. You had their number last year. They're better than you this year. Yeah, on paper. On, on paper. paper. On paper, of yeah. course. Um, you're not making a roster change is not going to help you beat Face. You know, a team that beat you all last year. So, like, if everything continues, you're not better than Face. Once again, did Face make a change? No. The only thing they so, did was bring in Priest uh, Pristini out as a sub. As a sub. Okay. Well, outside of the way. Phase is going to be good this year. We already know. Yeah, exactly. I, and that's the thing is I think the Florida or not the Florida, the New York move and the optic move is the only thing that really touches phase right now. As of right now. Yes. Um, so that's the thing. Minnesota, I respect that you try to keep the same team. I, I don't know if this was a money move or if this was just, you know, you want a major, you think you have everything that you have to, that you need to win. And if you think that you have everything you need to win, I respect it. I tip my hat to you, you know, good luck. Um, but a lot of these teams made a roster change and they became better than you. And we're going to yeah, talk about absolutely. the next two right now. Um, I mean, who to fucking start with? I kind of want to talk about the Gorillas. Yeah, I kind of want to wait for it. I want Thieves to go last. All right, LAG. It seems like Gorillas made it like a complete change, right? Complete. I, I don't remember what the Whole team roster. was last year. Uh, okay, I'll tell you right now. Uh, their roster last year was Apathy, Silly, Assault, and Mental. Cheen was on the bench, Nero was on the me- bench, Mox was on the bench, and Exceed was on the bench. But some of those guys rotated in and out last year. Yeah, and all of those are now free agents, and then they picked up Slasher, Gunless, Asim, and Huke. Top five team. 
once again. Easily. But the, And th- but that's no. surprising because no. everybody thought Gorillas was going to be shit. Because I remember watching them in Modern Warfare and they were ass. Top five team easily, but no. This is where this is where my point of every team is good this year. I don't think that this team is better than Optic Dallas or Optic Texas. I don't Texas. think so either. And I don't know if this team is better than the other LA team. Mm, it's hard to say. I genuinely don't think they touch them. I, I, see, here's the thing. If Huke comes out and plays like the fucking prime Huke that everybody knows and loves, this team is disgusting. If you get a good gun list, if you get a good year of slasher, a scene play like a superstar last year, this four on paper might be better than Toronto Ultra. They're definitely better than Minnesota. They're definitely better than Paris. They're definitely better than Seattle. Um, better than London. I think they're better than Florida. I just think that now this is where we get to the point where are they really a top five team? Is now you're, they, are they really in talks with Optic Texas, FaZe, New York Subliners? Um, now, the other teams that I think are questionable is the other LA team in Toronto. That's the top five spots right there. I think that this team, to, to win, they really have to play their heart out in the games that matter. I mean, obviously all of them matter, but like if you're gonna you're gonna want to look for upsets, and you have to be able to catch them, you know, and the big they're gonna be able their, to with their pants down. I think they will. And I this is a team that's, that's gonna be phased. Secure a top five. This is a team that's gonna be phased. You think? Yeah, guaranteed. I told you this league is so competitive this year. Anybody can beat anybody in any given game. There is no. Oh well, we're playing Atlanta. We lost. No, there's none of that this year. There's no. We're playing Seattle. We won. None. None of that. You, if you don't come to play in all these games this year, I'm, I'll tell you that right now. It, to every team, if any of you decided to watch this somehow, some way, if you don't come into every series playing your game, another team is going to beat you because every team is good this year. Except for Royal Ravens. But even them, they're going to end up upsetting teams. But this is where the thing, this is where it comes into play. People are going to say that Seattle's bad and they're going to say London's bad and whoever else because they have a bad record. That doesn't mean shit when everybody is competitive. This is a team that might hold phase close. They're not going to get blown out. Their record might look shit, but they're not going to get blown out by teams. I don't think. And this this is a roster that really, if they if they come to play, they could be they could be phase. They they could be optic. They could beat Toronto. They could beat the other LA team. This is a team that has a lot of guys that at one point in their career were one of the best. You know, Gunless was once one of the best players in the game. Huke, disgusting. Slasher was one of the best main ARs ever. Uh, Asim, last year, played like an absolute stud. You just put him around great players. That team's just going to be better. He's going to be better. Yeah. And what do we got? The last LA team? Yes, sir. This is uh, probably my favorite team, aside from Optic, you know, that just got built. Um, you Can I drop- just say, I also really like their hoodies. Oh, yeah. It's a hoodie or team hoodies. Yeah, I, re- I really like the LA Thieves like logo that they kind of built it around. I don't know. You want to drop this me. roster on me? Draza, Kenny, Octane, the Ugly Goat, and Envoy, the sexy man himself. Uh, personally, so this team is going to be Octane running main AR, obviously. Octane Has is to be. the best main AR in the league. The yeah, best main AR in the league. You know, he, you know, people made fun of him for having, you know, not being the most attractive human being. Um, but he's still incredibly talented and he will smoke you, your family, and your fucking cousins. So, And I'm going <clears> to <throat> say this right now. 
The last time we had a World War II game. The last time we had a World War II game. Kenny was the best sub in the game. Now he's a flex, but you, Kenny was the best sub in the game. Kenny was nasty at World War II. Now, if, if Kenny, Kenny have some major ego problems, though? Uh, I don't know. When he was on TK, I, I just know he was fucking disgusting. He was the best player in the game. Well, like, even recently, I thought he had some pretty major ego yeah, problems. Yeah, because he didn't want to run the main AR because he wanted to be the guy. That's why yeah, he wanted to be the one making the plays. When LA Thieves struggled, they took Slasher out to make Kenny a main AR because Kenny wanted to be that guy. It didn't work because yeah. Kenny's not a main AR, but... No. Uh, I, I think now you put him against... You put him with Sam and Octane and him, you know, that's a that's a great bond they already have. They already played uh, 100 Thieves together. Um, you have Draza there who... Draza is that young guy who's going to... He's talented. That's the thing is Draza is not bad by any means at all. Draza's good. And this thing, on paper, you might say the other LA team is better because on paper that team is all stars. But, like, Draza's a talented kid. And he's going to listen to everything they say. He's gonna, there's no ego problem there. Yeah, he's he's he going to do whatever anybody like, wants him to do. He, he's going to be one of those people that he has to force himself to be coachable. And yeah. if he does... He I is mean, coachable. You, you That's think. the thing. He's coachable yeah. already. So he is, he's going to be that player on this team that if, you know, Kenny and Octane say do this, he's going to do it. And that's another thing is like you might have another team like like Optic. You may tell Dashy do this, and he's gonna be like, "What the fuck? Fuck you!" Like there, that's where an ego thing comes in, and Jaza doesn't have that. Jaza's gonna do whatever they ask him to do, and now you have Envoy, who's one of the best subs in COD. Yeah, he's really good, and you know we all just we were just talking about how you know he was learning a lot from Scump in general, and that he could be you know the prince, the potentially the prince of Optic. He's talented as he is now. Listen, if Scump's um, the king, I'm, he's the prince. I'm really interested to see how this team does in general. Like, I, I've always wanted to like LA Thieves. It seems like they always come short. Um, or they pick up a lot of hype, and then all of a sudden it just completely dissipates. I really like Octane. Um, I'm, I really like Kenny. I don't know enough about Drowser to be able to say anything. And I always loved Envoy. Um, if, with what we just named, all these rosters we just named, what's your top five? In order. In order? Yes. Uh, me personally, I'm going to say subliners. Uh, fuck. I'm going to be biased here and say Optic Texas, then phase. Um, LA Thieves. Possibly Ultra. We have a similar top five. Uh, my top five, um, I think even with all the roster changes, I, I still think FaZe is the best team in the game. Um, Simp and Abizi are the best sub duo that we're ever going to see. I'll tell you that right now. They're the best sub duo we're ever going to see. Um, that team plays really well together. And, you know, nobody on that team is, is ass. You know what I mean? Everybody's good on that team. Yeah. Not to mention that they can all take over games when needed. You know, RCD, Selium, Simp, Abyss, they all can. I keep forgetting that they picked up RCDs too. Ugh. I think that they're going to be one this year. I, I think it's going to be close. Once again, like I said, it's so competitive this year. Anybody can win in any given series. I think that, you know, until we really see this game progress, I think right now I'm going to have Atlanta at my one. I think Optic's going to yeah, be my two. Then New York's going to be my three. 
New York's a team that could go on and win champs, but I I don't know if they're going to be consistently the number one or number two team all year. And I, I think, think early on it'll be difficult for them until they can get that team. Well, right now game. I actually think it's going to be difficult for Optic. They so far have lost. Optic's going to have a high time. They they already lost to New York. Uh, they already lost to they lost the Methods team earlier that uh, today or yesterday. Um, so I I think that. They're going to have a tough start, but I think once they get their shit together, it's going to be the same thing. Okay, first year, Dallas Empire struggled in the beginning of the year, and they turned it around and won champs. I think Optics going to have a similar uh, situation to that. Yeah, and I can definitely see that. I think they're going to be a top-two team. I don't know if I can necessarily put them at one because I think Atlanta's going to be dominant all year. With They had the chemistry. They had the talent. Uh, so I think, I think I'm going to go Atlanta, Optic. Uh, then I'm going to go with New York. And then I'm going to go LA Thieves. Optic Texas is sponsored by the U.S. Army. It's a fucking state, brother. They're not even a huh? fucking city anymore. They're a whole state. That's Optic Texas now. But I'm just saying, Optic Texas is sponsored by the fucking army. Yeah, the, the army uh, sponsored the CDL. Oh, I didn't realize you were sponsored the whole CDL. Uh, they might be an op, uh, Optic sponsor now, but they were a CDL sponsor. That's fucking sick. MW. They used that. to have that play where you would jump on top of... Uh, on Gunrunner, you used to hop on top of the metal roof up above showers yeah and they used to be like all right today we're gonna watch the u.s army or u.s air force play the something play something you used to smoke it and jump on top there so yeah they, they've always had that sponsor um but yeah so my it's gonna go yeah atlanta optic new york la thieves and then i think uh i think this one's gonna be really close um like I said, if we get the same cami as last year, I think Toronto takes the fifth spot. And if we don't get the same cami and their teamwork's not there and they don't really play at the top like they were last year, uh, I think that could easily be LAG. Yeah, easily. Um, but once again, like, it's tough to say a top five. That's why I asked you to, because it's really tough to put a top five because, like, just because one team is... how they're going to play. We're that, going completely off of paper. But even on paper, we, that... You know, Atlanta's one. I put Atlanta at one. And say I, I'm putting Toronto at five and LAG at six. I put Atlanta at one, but six could still beat one. Like, there's being in the top five does not mean that, like, the one is tremendously better. Everything is close. I think the top three are closer to each other than the bottom three in the top six. But I still think they're all, like, right there with each other. It's going to be a really interesting year. I think this might be the best year of the CDL. I think this is the first time we've had easily. I think this is the first time we've had uh, ten teams that are competitive. I don't yeah, know how I'm, competitive uh, London is, and we don't have a twelfth team. I'm I'm excited to see how this does seem like this will be the first exciting year to actually watch it. Uh, MW was cool when it first you know was announced, but I don't feel I feel like it was very lackluster towards the end. It might also um, be a letdown because there might only be eleven teams. Yeah. We're not sure yet what Optic or the Chicago spot's going to. It was rumored to be the Washington uh, something, the Washington U- Union or something like that. And that team is supposed to be Methods, TJ Halley, Venom, and uh, somebody else. They actually, they're a Challengers team right now. Methods, TJ Halley, Venom, and I forgot their fourth. But that team is rumored to be Washington, um, the Washington Union or something like that. But right now, we, we haven't heard anything. And nobody's bought that spot yet. So until then, right now it's an eleven man league or it's eleven team league. And I don't think it'll be that disappointing though. No, I just think it's gonna fuck a lot of things up because an eleven team bracket is gonna change a lot. Yeah. 
Somebody's gonna have gonna a, get buy. a freebie spot, pretty much. Yeah, everyone's gonna at least one team's gonna have a buy every tourney. Yeah, exactly. And like the matchups are gonna be different because you know you can't have twelve teams play it perfectly smooth. You have eleven, so how things are gonna be played out is gonna be weird. But I, I'm interested. I think it's gonna be a great year. I think the CDL has a lot of promise this year. I think every team's gonna be competitive, and I think this is gonna be this is a game that I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy and enjoy watching. This yeah, is not going to be a game where I it's had like... I had fun just watching, like, you guys try to figure shit out. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's just, like, me being a friend, watching my friend stream to moderate things and, you know, just keep in check with everybody. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun just watching the game. Yeah, I, I think this game is... I, I think right now with what's going on with the rosters, I think it's perfect. I think the fact that this league just got so competitive and the fact that the game is good... Is leading us to a great year. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, it's nine fifty now. We've been going for about an hour and twenty. You think hour twenty four. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap it up, brother. I'm ready to wrap things up whenever. Cool. Um, appreciate everybody who tuned in to the stream. Uh, whenever you guys watch this on Spotify, appreciate everybody who's an audio listener. Um, we typically go live on Wednesdays. It'll probably be picking back up. We've had a couple of inconsistent weeks just because of shit that's been going on. Um, we love each and every one of you. We appreciate everybody who stopped by. Make sure you guys tune in on Sunday when things go up on the audio for Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, RSS feed, um, and as well as YouTube. If you prefer to w watch the video version, you can catch it there if you're late to the stream that happens on Wednesdays. Um... Yeah, you you know all the sponsor links. Follow us down on our socials below. Uh, Sector Apparel, Killer Jerky, OP Seats, Shocked uh, Energy, Shocked Energy, Sense Gaming, Sense Controllers. Yeah, yeah. Her Code Heroics, do it, or I'll beat the shit out of you. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna wrap it up from us. That wraps up episode 12 of the WDB cast. And it's been me and Logan. 12 episodes. Yeah, Holy by the time fuck. we hit episode 15, I'm going to have a full mustache. So uh, stay this. tuned for that, brother. Um, but yeah, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. As always, you know, this is a different topic than what we normally talk about. A lot of viewers, you guys might be so fucking confused. And if you are, um, well, this well, is yeah. your time to learn about, you know, competitive Call of Duty. And if you want to learn, the best way to learn is to go to twitch.tv slash MXNCNI and watch me play. Um, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, I hope you have a great night. I hope you enjoy the stream and the podcast. And uh catch you guys on the next one. Stay tuned for that. And uh if you're listening on Spotify, I love you. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, I love you. If you're listening on Google Podcast, I love you. If you're watching on YouTube, I love you. If you're watching on Twitch, your cock's I'll fucking fuck massive. Like holy shit. <laughs> but uh that's gonna do it. See you guys in the next one. Bye bye. Peace.